Hello and welcome back to the Hull City Council podcast. The podcast that brings you the latest updates from Hull City Council and exclusive interviews with local people. In today's episode, we catch up with Kathwin Haig, the Head of Culture, Place and City Centre at the Council, to tell us about the work she's been doing this year and what to look forward to in 2024. So thanks for tuning in and let's get straight into today's episode. So Kath, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Would you like to uh, start by introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so I am Kathleen Haig. I am the Head of Culture, Place and City Centre. I've been working for the council now, um, as we call today, for about 10 months is, which is exciting. Um, however, I've got a long relationship. I'm actually from Southside, from the, um, the villages, but my folks have moved over and been in Hull for must be about 27 years. So it is my home city. It's what we see as a my home city. Um, and it's interesting to shift from coming with the kids and experiencing Hull and pottering around and all those, I've been as a visitor, to now being in this role and thinking about it uh, uh, yeah, as a what can we do to attract people? What does it look like, and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, it's really exciting to be here. Before we explore your current role at okay. the city council, um, I know you've had various positions in cultural organisations uh, previously. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, I mean, if I I was trying to think about this about what's the best way to describe it when people ask me, do you start at the end or start at the beginning? But as a sprint, I started as an artist doing stuff, um, making things happen, doing um, performance. In fact, my first ever exhibited work was at Artlink when it was on uh, the corner of um, Prinny Ave. Teenage angst, awful. Thank God it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, being part of things. We used to be part of organising gigs and, and, and doing things. And then we... Um, my then partner, we shifted because he was at Riley Centre and did photography there. Um, he went to Edinburgh and that's where I started doing my own practice. And I did a year at Edinburgh College of Art and standing, you know, eight hours at the easel painting. And although I loved it, I felt like I wasn't really changing, making a difference. It just felt a little bit selfish in that way, um, just as a personal view. Even though I really passionate about artists and long to stand at the easel and have that time but then I shifted thought oh, I need to do something a bit different so I thought I'd try a performance so then I did a foundation at Edinburgh uh, Telford College I did a year of theatre but that mix of visual arts and theatre and uh, doing stuff in the public realm and actions in the public space and performances in in yeah in the public realm um, my then lecturer said, you need to go to a place called Dattington College of Arts, which is an experimental art college in Devon. So that took me down to there, which is fantastic, really interdisciplinary. And my degree has got a great title for jobs because it's arts and cultural management. But it fundamentally was how do you make your ideas into reality? What's involved in the way that you make decisions about if you're making a canvas, how you stretch it, what canvas you use, what paint you use, if you're going to frame it, how, all those kind of things. But if you're putting it in the public realm, what are those decisions and considerations that you need to make? Um, and in that time, I had um, a spare room in my flat that I was living with my daughter, Eva, she was only a little toddler at the time. And 
Um, it was called 1C because it was 1C Church Street. It was a flat above a chip shop and a butcher's. And it was turned into an exhibition space for every six weeks. So I painted the flat. We had live art. We had video projection, experimental works, um, performance, music performance. Um, and it grew then from eight, every six weeks in the flat to in sellers of bookshops, in warehouses, up lighthouses, um, we had a Data versus Fluxes event where I hired a 16-foot boxing ring and performers um, uh, did Dada-inspired works and Fluxes-inspired works in the community centre in the village. Um, and that kind of led me to wanting to access a shop, a vacant shop, which is a regular question we still get asked. And I also made zines. And there was a six-month contract at Plymouth City Council. And I thought, well, that's quite handy because not only will I learn how I actually access a shop because it was impossible to navigate the council system. Also, I thought I could stay up late and uh, after work and pr- uh, use the photocopy and make my zines. <laughs> Six-month contract in the arts team, but there was nobody else in the arts team. And so I was the arts team. Um, and I ended up realising that I could be more useful on helping people to create and do things by understanding and translating their practice into the council and all the people that's involved in doing stuff. And I suddenly realised why I was not getting in my ideas, um, getting any traction to do anything, because it was the way I was communicating, the way I was writing, all that kind of stuff. And so it was a really, really big wake-up call. So then I would thought, well, I can be really useful, being on the inside and leave the gate open and support people. And that led to me being supporting um, events. So I was manager for the events team for a short period of time. And then I was moved into museums. So I managed the museums service, so that experience of how do you engage people with collections and that idea of place and context. Um, but being from the area, doing seven hours with two small kids in a car just to see your mum and have a cuppa is a really long drive. So um, we decided that it was time to move north and took me about a year and I ended up getting a job in Kirklees in West Yorkshire, which was an interesting time. And I thought it was only an hour away, so that'll do me. And I was there in Kirklees Council for uh, nine years, doing a similar kind of role of arts, cultural development, um, managing events, museums, markets towards the end. Um, yeah, and that contributed to the sense of place and identity. And then I sold this job. I thought, A, I have to apply because it's Hull. Also have to apply because my mum would tell me off for not applying. So this is why I am here. Okay, so now you've been with us for 10 months. Yes. So what what's a, a normal day look like as being head of culture, place and city centre? Well, to start off, there is no normal day. Um, there is no set process, which makes it both exciting and challenging. Um, I can go from being in strategic meetings and thinking about the development of strategy, thinking about cultural policy, and how we as a city are maximising opportunities and moving forward and thinking about what's next to uh, making sure that we're open and accessible and supporting you know, individuals and artists that want to talk to us and think about th- those ideas. I try not to lose that conversation because it's really important to make sure that we're always listening, we're always connected, otherwise it's really easy in these senior roles to lose touch. So it's important to be reminded of that and reminded of the journey where I started off, because I was 29 when I got a proper job and worked for a council. 
Um, and it's good to be rooted in that narrative and know how difficult it is for people to make things happen. So I try and make sure that we have those, I have those conversations with people. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've come from just uh, trying to talk about looking at an event that we're looking at in March. So details to follow soon on that. Um, yeah, it's it's really mixed. Um, and really, my job is just to empower people and culture to make things happen. You know, I've got a view that creativity is an energy that can't be created or destroyed. That's that's physics. That's Einstein. It just transforms. So our job is to lay the cabling for that creativity to flow and to be empowered, enabled, maximize all those buzzwords that people get fed off. But actually, I really believe. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear how you have a very personal connection with with Hull as a city, um, which obviously must feed your sort of professional life as well. Oh, 100%. I mean, my first job was working on the Saturday Girl in WH Smith down White Frigate. I used to get the 350 bus over the bridge and do that. And then each lunch, I thought I was dead exotic and metropolitan because I would go to the Ferrins Gallery and I would marvel at the paintings and just try and think, how on earth did those artists make these things that I would look at? How would they make them look so real? Phenomenal. And that was the kind of thing that opened up my, my view. I was always... Clearly, I was interested, but I think it was that curiosity. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to I wanna learn how to do that. Um, I want to know how it's done. And that's what's sort of led me to picking up a pencil, I suppose. So obviously you're coming up to nearly a year yep. in, in the role. How, how have you found your, your first year? Oh, I mean, it's always interesting when you first join an organisation. And I think the more higher up, the more challenging it is because I am the physical embodiment of change. I simply... You know, I'm new to the organisation in a role that was vacant for some time. So that's change already, and change is always difficult. Um, but Hull is amazing. The amount of talent and activity, I just wish sometimes I could lift people up and show them places that aren't as culturally rich and diverse to remind people about how amazing Hull is and how exciting the opportunity is for us, for residents and for the city moving forward. So, yeah, it's been both exciting. It's been tiring because you have to learn loads of new systems and get your head around because not all local authorities are the same. So I've worked, this will be my third local authority and it's rewiring and retraining your brain to go, oh no, that's that's Kirkley's or that's what we did in Plymouth, whereas this is how we do it in Hull. So it's a lot of that, but yeah, I think it's really exciting. What would you say this year, in your, in your first year with Hull City Council, what have been culturally the some of the biggest achievements in 2023 um i think for a sector i mean the fact that we still have a lot of support for the sector and i am going to be a bit nerdy having been in local authorities but for example the community strategy is something that is amazing because the public have said culture and heritage is important to them and it's one of the key areas also that other senior leaders in the authority were supportive of that that's a new experience in terms of where I'm at so that to me is amazing and that shows that tells me the opportunity for culture in Hull so things like that are just a daily reminders of why things happen and that's exciting I think um just the appetite the questions of like well we need a new cultural strategy what are we doing next how are we connecting um, what's post 2017? How? What's our next big idea? Those questions have never been asked of me. I've had to instigate those conversations in other places. 
So to be challenged by a senior leader of going, right, okay, we've had cultures, you know, 2017, what do we do next is is a phenomenal position to be in. So that's, for me, is really exciting opportunity. And yeah, we have challenges, but we are in a really strong position. We're an asset rich in terms of the people, the talent, the skill set, uh, and the spaces and places that we've got in the city. So we're in a really good position, I think. So now we're heading towards sort of the end of the year, you know, yeah. us as an organisation are looking forward to 2024 and, and what's next. What would you say for, for your team and your projects? What's what's there to look forward to in 2024? Well, we've got a number of things. So we are going to do a new culture strategy. So the existing one is 2016 to 2026. So we're now starting that process of understanding what our new cultural strategy will be so that's exciting we're going to have a uh, cultural summit in march time that kickstarts that process and that's a really great way of galvanizing the sector we have got um as the council with east riding we were one of the first places to secure the elvet which is a local visitor economy partnership um status around tourism and around the great work of um visit Hull and visit Hull and East Riding. So the new destination management plan that's currently being worked on, we will kick off on the 1st of April. So that's really exciting. We're also exploring whether we as a city should bid for UNESCO creative designation for music for Hull. That bid would go in in 2025. So we need to get all our ducks in a row and understand, is this something as we as a city want to be? I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, Liverpool's a city of music, Glasgow is, there are other places, and there's something about Hull recognising its its status and having that international recognition of what we do would be amazing. Um, so there's some of the key things that we've got on. So it's going to be an exciting time. So I imagine the residents or visitors to Hull that are listening to this who would like to get involved or make an impact to some of the projects that are going on? How, how can people get involved? Well, we are looking at developing a new site off Visit Hull. So currently Visit Hull is, is active in its own space, but we recognise we need to do something that communicates with residents in support of the, the council's communications. So we've got Hull Culture site, so that's going to be soft launched in the new year. So that's an opportunity to watch out and find out where we are and how we can people find out about events and activity and that should include everything, whether it's a knit and natter group or a big event. So that's that's a kind of a, an opportunity to engage. There's the City Arts team newsletter um, and obviously the council comms. So watch out there and hopefully early doors we'll be able to resolve how we can kind of effectively communicate with everybody. Great. Yeah, it's been really great to speak to Catherine. Thanks for coming on the podcast. So a big thank you to CAF for joining us today. You can stay up to date with the latest council news by following us on social media, visiting hull.gov.uk or signing up to our newsletter to receive updates straight into your inbox. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of the Hull City Council podcast.